Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. At the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their purpose. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young business leaders, welcome to the YBT Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I want to welcome you to a bonus podcast. This is our September luncheon with Dave Jewett. If you miss this luncheon or you're at this luncheon and you want to listen to it again, tune in because there's some great content here from Dave talking about uh, your one degree and also all of the things that uh, he's passionate about in terms of helping people kind of identify those questions, that self-analysis that you need to look at in your life to make yourself a better leader, to make yourself a better person. So uh, I'm really excited to share this with you. Let's go ahead and tune in and listen to Dave's message to young business leaders. Great to be here. I got. I have a question. Let's get a feel for who who's here. So now the women don't have to respond to this if you don't want to, but I'd like to kind of get a demographic of who's um, 30 and below. Raise your hand. 30 and below, okay. Between, between 30 and 40, okay? Between 40 and 50. We won't even ask Ted how old he is, but uh, so we have good, a nice, good, nice cross section here. Well, about, uh, a day and a month from now, I'll turn 69. So I love being this age. And one of the reasons I love it is because I can look back at my life and I can start to see God's patterns in my life. I can start to see his, get an understanding about his ways in my life. And um, it's really been very exciting to see God's sovereign hand in my own life and then to observe other people and how he develops and grows people. And one of my jobs as a mentor and as a spiritual mentor is bringing God's perspective into a person's life. You know, we all get caught in the weeds at different times, don't we? And we oftentimes ask ourselves the question, though, first of all, where are you, God? Or what are you doing? And it it becomes essential for us to get some good answers to that. But one of the things for me has been that uh, life has boiled down to two, actually just to one word. That's what I want to talk about today. The one word and the two applications of that word. That word is alignment. I don't know if you've ever uh, driven long distances, but have you ever driven with your wheels out of alignment? It, it makes for kind of a bumpy, a bumpy road, a bumpy drive. And then what happens if you ignore that alignment problem, it'll start to shake loose other things, uh, maybe even in your own body. I don't know, but um, alignment is very important. Organizational alignment is very important. But the choices God has led me to, to make that have been very life-transforming have been alignment to two different things. The first one is alignment to God's Word. 
And years ago, I was really challenged to become a man of God's work. So as you sit here today, I, would you say that you are a man or a woman deeply committed to God's work? To know it, to apply it to your life, to live it out. So as, as I've been doing that, with the help of a lot of other people, God has really started to change me in some, some ways. So I, I negotiate contracts for 25 years. And when you're negotiating contracts in the business world, there's all, there can be temptations. Suppliers that want to kind of get, get a little uh, advantage. Uh, they can come to you. They can offer things. So the, the, the verse of uh, integrity. He who walks with integrity walks securely. And oftentimes you have problems in the business world, don't you? Um, and there, were, there was a time when I was responsible for the maintenance but the contract that oversaw the maintenance of like 300,000 devices, computer devices in our, in our system, all over the world. So that, that gave me an opportunity to really get frustrated and mad at people because of non-performance of a contract. But the verse, the wrath of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God, really acted as a restraint on my life. And then there's... There's just so many things like humility. Humility releases the power of God. We all um, like to be called humble, but we just don't like to be humbled, do we? So some of my more impressive jobs in my 20s were things like um, I was in D.C. for a couple years. I mean, I, yeah, a couple years. Uh, I got a chance to pick up trash with one of the sticks with a point on it in front of the White House, of all things, in Lafayette Park. So I'd be walking around with my stick. I was 23 years old, college grad, BS in industrial management, and I'm walking around with a stick. Because I was in, in D.C. to get some training about how to, be, how to disciple people. Then uh, that was, I, I had more opportunity to be humbled by uh, working in uh, laying sewer pipe and storm drain pipe. But the sewer pipe was especially fun because you're down in, the, in a manhole um, uh, watching the yellow streamers go by. And then that seemed to be a theme in my life going forward. Um, when I was at American Airlines, no, I, actually I was at McDonnell Douglas, so I used to buy um, a commodity that um, was just part of a bigger thing I did. But one day I got this flyer. And the flyer ended up on my desk. And I, and I realized it was kind of the, the high point of my career at that point. That, 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 that they actually knew where to deli uh, deliver that flyer. And the flyer said, attention, toilet seat buyer. I mean, where do you go from there? And then a couple years later, I was in a meeting where we were talking about the, the waste removal, uh, the waste removal system we were putting into the wide body jets. So again, I was thinking, this could be coming a theme. Oh, and I also bought the, the, red, the blue stuff that went in the toilets. And then uh, one of my later career moves was I was actually buying the labs for, for the airplane. So did you see a theme here? It, it really, really elevates your career. But <laughs> the humility, I've really learned to embrace what, whatever God is doing, and he wants to humble me.
And of course, being married is part of that. Having boys is part of that. But embracing what God wants to do in your life. But a, but a big thing, too, has been learning how to trust. Learning how to really, really trust what God says. So there's principles in the Word that we have to commit to, and then there's promises. What are the promises you're claiming in your life right now? One of the promises that have kept me going for years has been um, the Lord will accomplish what concerns me. Thy loving kindness, O Lord, is everlasting. Do not forsake the work of your hands. That has kept me going through hard times. Um, and there's, there's, there's so many other promises that he's laid on my heart. Boldness. Not baldness. I actually saw that, that video and I, saw, I was reminded of that spot in the back of my head. And the first time I ever saw that was on, was on a, a camera in a convenience store. I looked up at the camera and said, what is that white spot in the back of my head? But anyway, uh, but boldness. Learning how to step out in boldness. And, and, the, and the need for boldness continues throughout the rest of your life. Not just in your 20s and 30s. But it continues. He wants us to keep stepping into what he has for us. Uh, last year, this past year, I've been to Jakarta. I've been to Bali. I've been to Slovenia. You know, what is a guy my age flying around like that? But stepping into those different cultures and then asking, asking God to, to use us. And then again, learning how to abide. Learning how to walk with Jesus in a way that he actually is guiding my steps, step at a time. Now the second alignment is um, to his ways. This is what's been happening in my 40s and 50s and 60s now, is really understanding his ways with me. Do you really understand his ways with you? Well, the scriptures gives us a lot of insight about that, but learning, becoming very alert to his ways in your life. What is he up to? How is he developing and shaping you? And that's what kind of has led me into this ministry of, of uh, your one degree. Your one degree is, really what it really means is of the 360 degrees you can go in life, God has one degree for you. Now, how do you find that one degree? Well, that's what our process takes you through, and I won't get into that right now, but um, basically it's helping you pay closer attention to what is God doing in your life? How has he been share preparing you? How has he been developing? What is he exposing you to? What is he teaching you in preparation for what he wants to do in your 50s and 60s and 70s? My father died at 93. It's kind of hard to believe it. He lived 25 years longer than what, what I am today. But he finished with it. He died with his hair on fire. He died with a passion for Jesus. He shared the gospel the day before he died with a nurse. I mean, he just, he was, I can hardly talk about it. It's such an inspiration to know that my father finished well. He lived each day knowing what God had given him to do, and he did it with passion every day. And that's my heart for you, that each one of you will... Hone in on your particular purpose. You've been learning how to live your general purpose, which is what the scriptures talks about, right? How to live. And then how, what, how not to live. But now it's time for many of you to really hone in on why did God put you on the planet at this time in history? 
What really gets exciting is that he had a purpose for you at this time in history to be who you are and to live it out. And for each one of you, what has also really helped me is learning about myself from these guys. 25 years ago, uh, we committed to meet once a year. We, 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 we would meet for a day and a half and share a timeline with each other and kind of go through what's been happening the previous year. Well, we've done this for 25 years. Once a year, and many of us meet all throughout the year. But these guys are the guys I've asked to carry my casket. Now, one of them won't make it because he died already. But I spoke at his funeral. But alignment with his ways with you. And a couple examples of that, some major decisions that happened um, that have really helped me align was, and some of you have heard the story about when I was working at CFS. And um, it, was a, it was a decision that happened on an elevator ride after, after having met with the CEO, uh, which oftentimes wasn't going to be a career highlight for people. I got summoned up to his office and stepped into the receiving area, and he's coming out of his office, walking over toward me. Now, what would you be thinking in an atmosphere where you could easily get fired? It was a high-octane uh, company, fast-moving, and I get summoned up to by the CEO to the top floor of the Cityplex Towers, or the 55th floor. Well, he comes over to me and meets me and introduces himself, and then he praises me for some things, and then he actually says, uh, from now on, I don't want anybody in this company making purchasing decisions without going through you. Is that clear, Dave? So I'm thinking I'm on candid camera, and I'm thinking that this is kind of one of those setup type things, the TV show, you know, that like, this is unreal. But then he says, I want you to wait around for 15 minutes. I'm going to bring you into all my direct reports. It was a company of about 4,000 people at this time. And I'm going to tell them the same thing, that I don't want anybody making these decisions without going to you from now on. And I'd just been there for about four weeks. And these people had been growing this company at a rapid pace the previous 10 years. So I knew I, he thought he was helping me, but I kind of thought he was setting me up for a disaster. Imagine that happening to you. But what, the reason I tell that story is what happened on the elevator ride going back down to my office. The year before, I had really learned, I'd really taken time to understand who has God made me to be. I'm not just a purchasing guy, contracts guy. I learned that I'm an advisor guy, that I'm a mentor coach, I'm a relationship builder, and I'm a connector of people. Now, do you know those four words for yourself? Well, I knew those words, but I really wasn't getting serious about applying them to my situation. So now I'm in a, I'm in a quandary. I've got, been, I've, been, I've got this unwanted visibility to a really tough CEO. And he expects me to perform like crazy. Well, um, so I start this argument with God on the way down on the elevator. Lord, I, I could get fired real easily here. Uh, the CEO thinks I'm Superman. But you've been telling me that I'm these four things. 
at least my abilities are these four things, but I've not really got serious about applying them to my life. And Lord, I just, I don't want to get fired here. So you know how the arguments with God go? Uh, they don't usually go in your favor. Uh, it doesn't feel like. So finally I just said, Lord, okay, I don't know how to keep my job and do a good job and keep my CEO satisfied and do these four things primarily because I've never done this. And um, I think he kind of whispered, whispered in my ear, well, why don't you just trust me, Dave? So I said, okay, I don't know how to do it, but I'll commit to go. And over the next couple of years, God really started to show me how to lead differently. I was head of a department. And eventually, God just mightily blessed my career in a way that I'd never dreamed he would. But that CFS experience was a big, big key. And um, that CEO eventually asked me to um, pray with him. And eventually he asked that Christ would be his Savior. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I never would have dreamed that would have happened, especially through my life. And, uh, and then there's this thing of when I was, four, I guess I was 54, and I was challenged by some guys to start uh, one degree. Now, what the real challenge was, was, hey, we don't think you need to charge for this. So for you guys, you know that that's going to be an interesting conversation at home, right, when you get home. Uh, I'm going to do this new thing, honey, but I'm not going to charge one. So um, we all survived that month, and I prayed and asked God to guide and direct. But again, the Word of God really gave some clarity for me. It said, I am doing a new thing. Are you not aware of it? Yeah, I want to, I'm going to provide a way in the wilderness. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not actually look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. So we decided December 2005 to start this. Now 2004. And now God has been doing all kinds of things. Thousands and thousands of people have been through this process. Now we're in every state. We've been in 35 countries. When I started this thing, I was just thinking about Tulsa. And God had put on my heart 10,000. When I was 20 years old, God put on my heart 10,000. I didn't know what 10,000 was. I kind of thought maybe it has to do with men. We think that it's past 10,000 now. I don't want to keep, it, keep score because I don't want to bring a plague on the land, you know, like David did. But um, now I'm, I'm at a point in my life when... I get up in the morning, I just can't wait to see what God's going to do. Are you doing that right now? Are you waking up in the morning and just say, God has prepared me for the day. And God has prepared the day for me. So I just can't wait to get out and see what he's going to do. Because God Almighty is going to work his might through my life, as pitiful as I may be. It's because of his grace his mercy and his strength. So wrap it up. So what are you aligned to? Are you aligned to your own ambitions? Is it your own agenda that you're aligned to? Are you aligned to what the Father wants? 
Have you made a commitment to be a man or a woman of the scriptures, to know it, to apply it, to share it? Are you aligned to become a good steward of who God has made you to be versus who he's made other people to be? What's really been fascinating is the people I've admired the most all these years who are so different than me, some of them are just amazing people, they're famous people, they're gifted people. They are so excited about me being me. And God has blessed their lives as I've embraced who I am. So have you done that with yourself, with your own life? I challenge you. We talk about business and being effective in business. You'll be more effective as a leader as you better understand who God has made you to be. And you lead according to that. You'll be more effective as a leader as you continue to align with Scripture and ask yourself the real honest questions. Am I really, are all my business relationships aligned with Scripture? Is there anybody in the, in the Tulsa area I'd like, I wouldn't want to run into because of how I've treated them? Or are you aligned? Are you representing the Savior the way he wants you to be? However, we can help you in this process of better alignment with who God's made you to be. That's what we're all about. Uh, we've, got some, um, we've got some books here for those who read and who actually would actually read it. Uh, we'll have a little sign-up sheet for anybody who wants to learn more about your one degree. But what, this, what a wonderful ministry this is. We need each other. And we need this kind of environment to help each other. So thanks for your time. Um, we still have uh, probably uh, five or ten more minutes, so I, I wanted to, is it okay if I open up for maybe some questions? Oh, you too? bet. You bet. Um, and, and if this is okay, I wanted to ask this question so that way people kind of have an idea. I don't know if you guys realize this, but some of the most successful people in Tulsa have met with Dave and gone through his program. Um, and what I really like about his program, I read his book, and, and I would highly encourage you guys to, to get it too and to get involved in what he's doing. But there's a concept you talk about, and I just want to give people a sneak peek into what it is that you've been formulated here. Can you describe to us, just in a brief summary, what is, what's that process like of understanding your red, yellow, and blue? <clears throat> yeah, the idea is that we've got hundreds of abilities, and we oftentimes do these assessments to talk about what we're really good at and what we stink at, but our... The red, red, yellows, and greens really looks at more of what energizes your heart. You know, and the idea isn't that it's, it isn't all about you being happy. It's how has God designed you to keep your heart energized. So you may have hundreds of abilities, but there's just a small portion of those abilities that actually energize your heart when you use them. Uh, you lose track of time when you're using, the, when you're using those abilities. You're more effective when you're using those abilities. And we call those greens. And then there's abilities that you can, you can be very good at doing certain things. Um, at American Airlines, I was using 65 of these things. that We call them yellows. You can get really good at it, 
but they don't, they're kind of neutral. They don't energize your heart. Um, and then you got red abilities. Who can think of some red abilities that when you use it, it just drains you? Or uh, actually, a red can actually start to drain you before you start doing it. <laughs> actually, teach, uh, speaking is a yellow for me, or maybe it's even a red, I don't know. But, um, but what we do here is we try to help you understand, understand what's, what are your abilities in terms of greens, yellows, or reds, because a lot of you are going to burn out or have already burned out because what happened is you got into a job and because you're devoted, you're disciplined, you want to make a difference, you found yourself taking on a bunch of yellows. And before long, the yellows squeeze the greens out of your life. So then you're stuck with yellows and reds. We call that a net negative. And when you're living in a net negative, you start to show signals and signs and, and symptoms of stuff you never wanted to be. Maybe you're becoming bitter. Maybe you're becoming disillusioned, apathetic, uh, lethargic. Uh, you start to see yourself do things, and you become more susceptible to sin. Um, we've coached a lot of people, even in ministry, who, because they've done this, uh, pastors who have had affairs, never would have thought they would do that. Uh, people who have slipped into some things that they just never thought they would do because of the green shells and the reds. So our, one of our big deals is we want to help you understand what are these abilities so that you'll keep your heart energized until you die. And you'll learn how to say no better. How many of you have a problem saying no? Okay, so we want to teach you how to say no better and say yes better. I've coached a couple of guys who speak nationally and they, they, they've asked me, they said, Dave, how, how do you say, how do you know how to say no? So we're kind of coaching them through that process of how do you say no to those things? Did that answer that? Yeah, I think you did. In fact, um, after your opinion, would you think that there are greens, yellows, and reds, not just in our work life, but maybe the things that energize us spiritually or in relationships as well? Does that concept, does that go across the map? Yeah, and some of the best ways to get the most out of your relationships and also give the most is to learn how to use those greens. You know, you know we all are, a lot of us are in community groups or small groups. And when you get into these groups and you kind of, uh, you, you're very aware that you're different than other people. So how do you bring the most to that group through those abilities? You know, I coached this guy who was... Um, been called the greatest animator of all time. The last uh, two months ago, he received an, an Oscar with uh, Kobe Bryant because he created a, a short animation. But when I was coaching Glenn, uh, I said, hey, do you, do you actually see animating as a way of loving people? And after 38 years of animating, he did not see animating as a, his way of loving people. He does now. But it's just, yeah, it goes into all aspects of our life, in our family, in our friendships, in every area. Learning how to steward who you are. What we're really just trying to do is we're trying to bring, help you bring your very best to every situation you're in. Okay, rather than just kind of reacting or just kind of floating along in life, bring his very best of you wherever you go. There you go,
Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.